0: Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Autism Everyday Podcast. We are your hosts, Swati and Geeta.
1: Welcome back. First up, we want to thank you listeners for the love, the ratings, and of course, the reinforcement. Uh, Autism Everyday is now rated among the top 20 podcasts in autism globally. Woot woot!
0: (laughs) So for those of you tuning in for the first time, we are BCBAs. We run an ABA-based school for children with ASD. It's called WeCan. We've also co-founded India's first acceptance and commitment therapy clinic, Proact. And more recently, (laughs) we've co-authored a book on autism, which will be in stores and on e-commerce sites very shortly.
1: Yeah, cheers to that. And continuing our series on chatting up with people who have created a significant impact in the field of ASD in India and outside. Today we have with us a very, very special guest. And I'm going to do the honors of introducing her, Dr. Smitavasti, an absolute pioneer in the field of applied behavior analysis in India, founder of the Indian chapter of the Board of Behavior Analysis, Association of Behavior Analysis, and someone who runs many, many centers providing services for so many children with autism in India. It's a very brief introduction. I mean, we can go on and on. (laughs) But on that note.
0: Hi, Smita. Welcome. Hi,
2: Swati. Thank you so much for having me here. And heartiest congratulations for doing this wonderful job that you are doing. Thank you. Thank you. So,
1: I mean, the pandemic has actually got us you know thinking and becoming a little more creative on how to disseminate the science how to reach out to more people and some of these things including the podcast is our effort for it and uh, we're really really happy to have you here Smita because I think we won't be doing justice to services autism services in India if we did not talk to you 100%
2: (laughs) yes Thank you so much, Geeta. We've had a long association in this journey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> from, from our student
1: days. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, so let's jump right in. Um, Smita, can you tell us a little bit about the beginning of your journey in this field and what that experience has been like so far?
2: So uh, the, the, the beginning of the journey for me was long before behavior analysis, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was more based on psychology-based knowledge that I had, right. uh, but if we used that, uh, there were changes that were happening, but they were not so efficient. Mm-hmm. So, it would take a long, long, long time to make changes. And that's what got me into behavior analysis. Mm-hmm. And it was just mind blowing because within a year, you know, there were so many significant changes that I started seeing in my work that it just moved on from one step to the next to the next. Mm-hmm. And then it was all about sharing knowledge. I was so excited. Uh, maybe a bit arrogant also in those initial days. But but it was really exciting. I was very excited about, you know, how the science of behavior analysis was making a difference uh, Mm -hmm. to the children that I was working with. Right. Gradually it went into a team. So people started coming over. I started training them. Mm -hmm. Even they would show differences. So overall, you know, Uh, It kind of just expanded from that experiment, I would say. Uh, Mm. It was a journey because living in uh, uh, this part of the world, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, there is nothing over here. It was like completely barren. There was nobody to go to also except maybe a mentor who was staying miles away in America. Mm -hmm. and those were the days when there were no video recorders there were no you know so we had to do those videos on cassettes and send it to them it was a long process of mentoring yes so uh, I think it was a very lonely journey at the same time I think because I was studying and I started interacting with people who were in the field that kind of got the ball rolling it motivated me it motivated others so we were all in a positive cycle of learning right and I think that has kind of continued right. that has continued yeah I'm learning still in fact right now I'm going through a process of just undoing everything I've learned and learning new things so <laughs> it's like starting from scratch for me right yes. Now. yes and Seems an endless journey, right? We're doing the wrong all the time. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I thought that I was like at the peak where my kids were really improving fast. Uh And now I find this uh, whole technology, which is like improve faster. Right. So, yes, it's been a very good learning uh, process and a journey, you know, with new learnings and sharing, of course. Right, right.
1: So no no scope for retirement there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: so Asmita, you know it's been it's been a long run, right? And it continues to be in India. So what what in your opinion has really changed in India? And what remains the same as far as the autism community goes and as far as the services that they get go? What, what's different now? So what
2: has changed is uh, that more people, at least professionals, are getting aware about behavior analysis.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: they are choosing it as a serious career. They want to be a behavior analyst. So there are students who are studying and uh, they want to be a behavior analyst. I think that's one important thing uh, that has happened. And it's a very positive change because uh, when they study, they learn new things. They are more scientific and all of that. Mm. Uh, At the end, the children benefit, the families benefit. Uh, In terms of the autism community, there is a marginal improvement, I would say, Mm -hmm. because uh, the pediatric book uh, talks about behavior analysis, Uh, the AIMS booklet talks about behavior analysis, Uh, and yeah, somewhere on the RCI website, they do mention a bit (laughs) about behavior analysis.
0: It's good to know, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so what's happening is a lot of Uh, Medical practitioners after the diagnosis do say OT, uh, 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 sensory, special ed, and then ABA. Right. Behavior (laughs) therapy. Behavior therapy. Yes. 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 And that at least makes the parent aware that there is something like this which is happening. And they start seeking people. They start Googling. Mm -hmm. And... In terms of knowledge, awareness, things are much better. We have children who are very, very young, less than two years of age, and they are coming, uh, and which is such a great thing to happen, you know. Right, right. It can help young children. So I think in terms of uh, the autism community, there is, I would say the first step has started. There is a long way to go, but at least there's a a good beginning.
0: Right. Fantastic.
2: I mean,
1: it's been, what, about 10 years since, um, you know, see, we've had behavior analysts. Maybe you came in and started uh, uh, your organization uh, and providing ABA services. So it's taken this long to kind of make a dent somewhere, right? Um, (laughs) And get people to (laughs) uh, look at this as an intervention option. Right. I mean, granted, grant enough numbers at this point to provide services to a larger community. So, yes,
2: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of behavior analysts, everybody who be, who got certified, they started their own center. So, yeah. I, so there is a little, uh, you know, w- movement forward, I would say, but. Mm-hmm. considering the size of our country, the population, the number of people with disabilities and autism, there is still a lot that needs to be done. Absolutely. Because you you hear so often
1: of people asking for services in uh, tier two towns and cities where there aren't any trained behavior um, Yeah, That's something you hear about all the time. Um, I mean, and on that note, I think uh, behavior modification, behavior therapy um, are terms that people freely use, and there are many not certified individuals of in behavior analysis who are providing these services, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, so that's something we hear about. So on that note, ABA has a certain reputation in India. Uh, and is considered at odds culturally, for a, for sure, with many of our traditional parenting beliefs. Right? It doesn't focus on we don't like we don't believe a lot in making our children independent. Indian Indian parenting beliefs, and ABA is so much at odds with it. It's something that we constantly face with families. So, what is your take on that, and how have you managed to bridge that gap?
2: uh it's a very important point you're raising here because uh, there is clearly a cultural difference and mm-hmm. using positive reinforcement in indian culture is not very <laughs> encouraged we <laughs> you know that it's always uh, more like negative reinforcement yeah. and uh, uh you know uh, everybody does things to escape from a certain situation mm-hmm. and uh i think that uh, that is going to continue for a long time to change the culture, to have people accept the positive side of behavior analysis. Mm. Because behavior analysis is, you cannot do anything without reinforcement, the bag of reinforcement in your hand. Mm. So I think at the end, it will completely depend on how behavior analysts bring about a change faster and more quickly and more efficiently than what uh, other therapies are doing. Mm. Mm. Until, if, if a parent sees a change and mm. see a quick change, mm. they are there with you. They don't leave you. They understand that you're doing something. Uh, They're not very impressed with your graphs, Okay, yes. there are very few people who <laughs> really want to see behavior graphs. <laughs> but <laughs> but yes. I think that uh, if they see a positive change in the child, they hang on with yeah. you. Right. And if behavior analysts learn to become more and more efficient and can tell the story of efficiency, mm. they would really make a huge mark on the subcontinent. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think that is how I saw what happened in 2004 2005 when I started uh, working with NGOs and I would go and demonstrate mm. and they would put a camera there to observe what I'm doing mm. uh, and I got the most difficult kids I mean the floppers the runners mm. the biters the hitters yes yes and when they saw through the keyhole and they saw that oh, the child is doing nothing of that sort. The child Mm. is sitting at the table looking at me, doing what I'm asking to do. They started seeing that there is something different that these people are doing, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think uh, 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 it's taken a long, long time to arrive where we have. Now, with more numbers, I think it would be a faster journey, hopefully. Right. Yeah. More and more people join. And rather than talk about it, really show the difference, isn't it? Talking is important to uh, uh, bring awareness and advocacy, but showing the difference is what is going to make a difference. Otherwise, we'll be always there, number four. (laughs) (laughs) Well put, yeah. (laughs) In that order on the the diagnostic (laughs)
0: notes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So Smita, if there was something that you could tell parents of children with ASD, what would it be? What would your message for them be?
2: I think for parents, I would say that uh, uh, be a part of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand what behavior analysis is, because if they don't understand what is uh, the 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 science part of the behavior analysis there will be uh there will be you know continue it it will be like a, a professional uh, uh who's kind of uh, ruling over the whole thing uh right. it has to be much more collaborative with parent being part of the process parent and you guiding because sometimes parent expectations do mismatch because of the ambition they have for their child with right. with gaps. But uh, I think here it has to be, I mean, that it's for the professional to explain why we are having certain goals, why those goals are important, how they're going to impact, uh, uh, you know, the child in the long run. So there are short term mm-hmm. goals and long term goals, and they need to be aware about it. Mm-hmm. Uh it has to be much more collaborative than closed door uh, things, like right. you know, how individual sessions happen in closed door. Right. So, so it has to be far more, and they should be part of that process. Right. And that
1: that I think is a constant challenge: keeping parents uh, in the loop, getting them involved. And making sure that they are in the know of, um, you know, of this of the goals and of the intervention processes and everything. There are some parents who actively resist it, and there are some others who are so proactively involved, right? And that's,
2: I think, always a challenge. Absolutely, and I think the challenge is multiplied because the resource required to do that is very high. It is. It is. So you're yes. almost like two people over a child or three people over a child. It's, it's quite no. resource <laughs> intensive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> <Right?
1: Yeah. laughs> Suddenly you look around you and you say, my God, why are so many of us here?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Yes. Imagine, you know, with, with the kind of number of kids we work with across the country. Because of yeah. so, so many centers and, you know, big teams. I mean, we are just into case meetings all the time. The whole team is sitting. Yes. yes. Large. Yeah.
1: Not enough time in a day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so if, if there was something that, you know, what would be your message for professionals working in this field?
2: Well, professionals have to come together, they have to support each other, they have to learn new things from each other, there have to be mm-hmm. much more pure interaction, there has to be uh, much more ethical practice, like in India, for example, the same uh, issue comes up around uh, reinforcement for each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, this yes. has been there, done that. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely,
2: absolutely. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, uh, so we
1: don't practice what we learn among ourselves. No, we don't, <laughs> don't.
2: And I have been quite worried about this, you know, from, for a long time because as the explosion of behavior analysts, whether certified or not certified, happens in this country, mm-hmm. uh, if there is no regulation mm-hmm. for the field, right. there is going to be a problem. Because yes. then anybody can do whatever and there is really... Yes, yes.
1: That A certain dilution is something that we need to be concerned about.
2: A dilution and, and ethics. Expression. I think ethics is what I, I have always been very worried about. Right, right. Because the young people are quite ambitious and they are also ready to just, you know, get their certification at whatever cost. Mm-hmm. And then the ethics is not so important because we live in India.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: No board to regulate us here. Yeah? Yes. yes. So I think that has been a big cause of concern and it continues to be a concern for me.
1: Right. And something that we need to find a common, um, something to work on, right? A, a body Absolutely. and association or something. Yes, yes. 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 So lots of work out there to keep this going. Lots of hope <laughs> out there, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Right.
1: right. So thank you for that, uh, Smita. There are a million other questions that we would like to ask you, but we're going to save that for another time.
0: Uh, This (laughs) This has been super, super (laughs) insightful, Smita. And honestly, we're hoping this is just the first of many conversations that we have together going forward
2: thank you swati and thank you geeta you guys have been wonderful and i'm so excited by this what you're doing it's been a year i think and you're doing a great job thank you so much for inviting me it's my pleasure it's my i'm honored to be here talking to both of you doing such marvelous work out there so great thank you
0: thank you, thank you so much. smita it's been a privilege On that note, thank you listeners for tuning in and we will be back next week with more evidence-based information, exciting conversation and lots, lots more. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and show us some love on Instagram and Facebook. So until next time, stay safe, be well.